0: Whoa!
1: الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته يُصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وكل بدعه ضلالة وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد Brothers and sisters in Islam, with Ramadan just weeks away, it is imperative for us as believers to begin focusing on the spiritual decor of our homes. Ramadan kareem, is a noble guest, and it's important that we honor our guests. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi mentioned in the authentic hadith, Man kana yu'minu that whoever believes in Allah in the last day, then let him honor his guests. However, for many of us, our homes are in poor conditions spiritually because of a long period of time wherein the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not a part of the spiritual decor of our homes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about Bani Israel, فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَدْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَكَثِيرٌ مِّنْهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ That a long period of time, a stretch of time, a window of time had passed wherein they did not remember Allah, فَقَسَدْ قُلُوبُهُمْ And their hearts became heartened. وَكَثِيرٌ مِّنْهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ And most of them Many of them are fasikun, are rebellious, disobedient servants to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As a result of the hardness of our hearts due to the lack of the remembrance of Allah, many of our homes have become sources of our misery instead of sources of our happiness while we don't even realize it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم, وَلَا تَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ نَسُوا اللَّهَ أَنْفُسَهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ And don't be like those who forgot about Allah. أَنْفُسَهُمْ And Allah made them forget about their own selves. Allah made them forget about the benefit of their own souls. So preoccupied with our dunya, so preoccupied with our properties, so preoccupied with our bank accounts, so preoccupied with the condition of our homes, with the condition of our mortgages, with the condition of our cars, our car notes, all of the money going out and coming in that we forgot about our souls. We're concerned about our bank accounts. I'm almost positive that everyone in this room is aware down to the penny how much you have in your bank account. But how many of you are aware of how many hasanat or sayyat that you have in your spiritual account with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says don't be like those who forgot about Allah. And Allah caused them to forget about themselves. And they are rebellious, disobedient, sinful servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning Allah causes us to forget and to neglect the benefit of our own souls. As Allah mentions about the hypocrites in the Qur'an, إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ هُمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ They forgot about Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فنسيه. So Allah forgot about them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala failed to give you your spiritual sustenance. What you needed to benefit your souls. Many of us at the end of our rope right now, spiritually, dying for Ramadan to come in right now to save us. Ramadan for many of us is our lifeline. That without Ramadan, we would not be able to survive another year with what is left in our spiritual account. We don't have enough to survive spiritually to last us another year. For many of us, Ramadan is our lifeline. Constantly living our lives, spending our days as Muslims, living, serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on an edge. As Allah says in the Qur'an, That there are some from amongst my servants who worship Me as if they are on a, an a ledge, as if, if you are about to fall off. النبي, that if some good comes to you, you are contented well with that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, but if some test, some trial, or some tribulation, many of us are at the brink, at the last little bit of our spirituality, if a huge test came to us right now, many of us, that would be the thing that would push us over the edge. That if some trial or some tribulation come to them, they turn back on their heels, خَسِرَ الدُّنْيَا Destroying... Their dunya and their hereafter. That is the ultimate, the ultimate deprivation, the ultimate loss is to lose in this life and to lose in the hereafter. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, They forgot about Allah and Allah forgot about them. Can you imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgetting about you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala neglecting you. As one of the Sahaba said that my heart when it comes to the remembrance of Allah is like a fish in water. You take a fish out of water, what happens to it? That's the same thing that happens to me. either kalbi wado That is what will happen to my heart if the remembrance of Allah leaves my heart for a moment. The same thing that happens to a fish out of water is the same thing that happens to my heart when the remembrance, when it is deprived or negligent of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Qala Abdullah bin Mas'ur radiyallahu tar'anhu Haqq Allahi an yuta'a wala yu'asaa wa an yufkar wala yunsa wa an yushkar wala yukfar Abdullah bin Mas'ur radiyallahu tar'anhu He said, Haqq the right of Allah is that he be obeyed yuta'a wala yu'asaa That the right of Allah is that he be obeyed and not disobeyed. And that he is remembered and not forgotten. And that he is shown gratitude and he is not shown ingratitude. That is the right of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala over his creation. And ultimately, forgetting about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has consequences in this life as well as in the hereafter. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says in the Quran. وَمَنْ يَعْشُ عَنْ ذِكْرِ الرحمن نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ لَهُ قرين وَإِنَّهُمْ لَيَصُدُّونَهُمْ عَنْ سَبِيلٌ وَيَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ مُحْتَدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, whoever turns away from the remembrance of Ar-Rahman, and notice, Allah didn't say, "Whoever turns away from the remembrance of Allah." He used one of His qualities that is appealing to any creature of His, Ar-Rahman, who from amongst Allah's creation does not want His mercy, who from amongst Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's creation does not long for the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Even Ibrahim when he was speaking to his father Azza. He used the term Ar Rahman. He said, In the kana lir Rahmani ya abiti. Oh my father, la tabu di shaitan. Don't worship shaitan. Indeed, shaytan was to Ar Rahman asiya, disobedient. Look at how he used the word Rahman, trying to appeal to his father and his human nature to want the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When angel Jibril came to Maryam in the human form, to inform her about the birth of her child. She said to him, إِنِّي That I seek refuge with Ar-Rahman from you if indeed you do fear God. And look at how she said, she didn't say I seek refuge with Allah. She said I seek refuge with Ar-Rahman. Trying to appeal to Jibreel in his human form, that if you in fact want the mercy of God, then show me mercy by not approaching me like this. Every human being wants the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, whoever turns away from the remembrance of al-Rahman, Nukayidlahu Shaytan, we will appoint for him a shaytan for alahu and that will be his close companion. If you ever remember, you ever remember or think about a time in your life where you have distanced yourself from the remembrance of Allah. There's always a group of people in your circle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has appointed to you to take you away from Allah's remembrance. Allah didn't do you any injustice, as Allah says in the Quran. That Allah didn't oppress them, but it was them that oppressed themselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That when they decided to go astray, Allah caused their hearts to go astray. That was your choice. You chose to not remember Allah. You chose not to be obedient to Allah. You chose to turn away from the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah leaves you in the path that you have chosen for yourself. Allah didn't do you any wrong. It's not God's fault. It's not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's fault. As we like to place the blame. Whenever we lose a grip on our religion, grip on our spirituality, lose a grip on our souls, we're looking for someone to put the blame on. Like Shaytan said to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbi fa bima أَغْوَيْتَنِ On my Lord because you put me out of paradise. Taking the blame totally off of himself and placing it on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Same thing we do as human beings. It's Allah's fault. If Allah wanted me to be guided, then I would have been guided. Well, I guess Allah doesn't want guidance for me. No, you didn't want guidance for yourself. Allah left you in the path that you chose for yourself. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever turns away from the remembrance of Ar-Rahman, نُقَيِّدْ لَهُ شَيْطَانًا فَهُوَ karim, That we will appoint for him a shaitan. Think about the people in your immediate circle right now. If there are people who pull you away from the remembrance of Allah, then perhaps you have fallen victim to turning away from the remembrance of Allah. And these are the people that Allah has placed in your life to pull you further and further away. And the reminder benefits the believer. فَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ Remind, for indeed the reminder benefits the believer. He said وَإِنَّهُمْ عَنِ السَّبِيلِ And these people turn you away, take you away from the remembrance from the path of Allah. وَيَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُ مُهْتَدُونَ While you believe, you are rightly guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brothers and sisters, in His infinite wisdom and mercy, has given us homes, residences, regardless of how big or how small, regardless of how major or how meager, Allah has given us residences, places, four walls with a roof to rest our heads. And residences by which we can turn those homes into masajid, into our own little communities. Every home has a culture in it by which we are nurturing ourselves and our children and our families in those homes to come out into the world to be productive members of society. We establish environments in our homes which will, we in, turn, will, will in turn establish in Islam in, in our environments because wherever the Muslim resides, the presence of Islam should be felt. Wherever the Muslims reside, the presence of Islam should be felt in a manner that reflects the quality of our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inside these homes, we should uh, derive peace and tranquility as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us these homes for, as Allah says in the Qur'an, Wallahu buyutikum And Allah is the one who has given you your homes as places of peace and tranquility and privacy. These are the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given our homes for, not for tfakhur, not to brag and say, my mortgage is this or my house is that or I just did this to my house. Not to brag about how big or how small your homes are or complain about how small your homes are. You have a place to rest your head. Think about our brothers and sisters in Gaza. Think about our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Think about our brothers and sisters in Syria who come home to dilapidated buildings, destroyed. In the name of fighting terrorism. Homes that they don't even have anymore. Can you imagine being displaced? Can you imagine going to the grocery store only to return home to find the seven-story building that you used to call home a bunch of rubble? While we complain about how small our homes are. We complain about how big our homes are. Never satisfied. But Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala has given given us these homes so that we can find peace and tranquility and privacy in these homes. And many of us don't find that. You have some of us who come home from work and sit in front of the home in the car debating about whether or not we want to go in the house or not. Because homes have not become places of peace and tranquility, they've become places of misery. And all of that stems from the lack of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first thing in the spirit of being solution-oriented, the first thing that we need to do in creating an environment to welcome the month of Ramadan into our homes is to change our homes from this desolate and empty state that it is in with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our homes. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَتَطْمَئِنُوا قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ تَطْمَئِنُوا الْقُلُوبُ Those who believe and whose hearts find tranquility with the remembrance of Allah, isn't it with the remembrance of Allah that the hearts find peace and tranquility? An أبي موسى ashari رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَرْعَنْهُ قَالَ the Prophet said the example of the home in which Allah is remembered and the home in which Allah is not remembered is like the example of the dead and the living. The homes in which Allah's name is remembered in the home, it's like an example of someone who is alive. Look at the metaphor, look at the correlation that the Prophet ﷺ is making between the home in which Allah's name is remembered, and someone that is alive. Life has certain elements and qualities. To be alive is certain elements and certain qualities in a person's home, in which Allah Allah's name is remembered, his home resembles someone who is alive. And vice versa, the home in which Allah's name is not remembered. We come in and immediately we turn on the game. Immediately we want to see the game. Soccer game, basketball game. We got so much entertainment in this society. Sometimes even during Ramadan. During Ramadan we can't even turn the TV off. Even during Ramadan we've been so accustomed, so conditioned for entertainment that we don't have time for Allah subhanahu wa Taala's remembrance. Even as we sit here in Jumwa, some of us are on our phones still looking for entertainment. What could possibly be more important on the day of Jumu'ah, the greatest day of the week? With the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what could be more important than that? But he said the example of the home in which Allah's name is remembered and the home in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's name is not remembered is like the living and the dead. The home that is dead is void of the qualities of life. Emptiness, cold, empty boxes. As the Prophet ﷺ said, "لا بيوتَكُم قبورا. Don't turn your homes into graves. Don't turn your homes into graves. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, showing us the power of His remembrance. Call Remember me and I will remember you. Remember me and I will remember you. Be grateful to me and don't be ungrateful to me. How could could a person not find pleasure in the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remembers you? Allah brags about you to his angels. Allah brags about you to the mela'ul a'la, to the highest companionship, the companionship of the angels. When we have a conversation with someone, we want someone to remember us in a circle, in a gathering. And we say, oh such and such mentioned you. And we take pleasure and delight in that. But how many of us take pleasure and delight in the fact that Allah remembered you? Allah mentioned your name amongst the mala'ika. قَدْ رَوَى إِمَامِ bukhari عَنْ عَبِي هُرَيْرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهِ anhu and then the sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah jalla wa ala end the Wa ana ma'ahu the fa the fi fi That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this hadith al-Qudsi, end the I am as my servant thinks of me. I can do for my servant what he believes I can do for him. And I am with him when he remembers me, meaning Allah is with you with tasdeed, with tawfiq, That Allah is not with you in His essence, but Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is with you and giving you success and giving you assistance, a nassum giving you assistance and giving you success in your affairs. Not with you in His essence, Subhanahu wa Taala, arshihi mustawan Jalla as Allah is above His throne and a man of that befits His Majesty, da'iman wa abadan. Always, Allah is above His throne, and a man of that befits His Majesty. Even when Allah descends to the lowest heaven in the third of the night, asking, halmin مِنْ for Asking me for forgiveness so I can forgive him. Halmin مِنْ Is there anyone asking me for anything so I can give him what he's asking for? Even when Allah descends to the lowest heaven, at the third of the night, every night, Allah is still above His throne. And don't ask how Allah can be in two places at one time. There's nothing comparable to Him. As we say during our as as we say in the dua of traveling, Allahumma anta sahibu fi safari wa kharifatu fi ahli. Oh Allah, you are my companion along this journey and you watch over my family while I'm gone. Don't ask how Allah can be in two places at one time. Don't compare Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to His creation. Allah is always above His throne, even when He descends to the lowest heaven, beyond what we can fathom as human beings. Let's start with our own souls and our own bodies, before we start to reflect and ponder on the Creator, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ And they ask you about the soul, this is a created thing, that is inside every single one of us, that we have very little knowledge about, yet we question, how can God do this or God do that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, وَأَنَا مَعَهُ إِذَا ذَكَرَنِي And I am with him when he remembers me. فَإِن ذَكَرَنِي فِي نَفْسِي ذَكَرَتُهُ فِي نَفْسِي If he remembers me within himself, then I remember him in myself. وَإِذَا ذَكَرَنِي فِي مَلَأٍ And if my servant mentions me in a gathering of people, I mention him in a gathering that is better than the gathering that he mentioned me in. لا إله إلا الله. Change our homes, the condition, the state of our homes, by incorporating the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in our homes. BarakAllahu li walakum lakum fil Qur'an al-'A'zim wa nafani wa iya'kum bima jaa fihi min al-aa'yat wa al al-hakim. Aqoolu ma tasm'oon. Astaghfirullahi wa lakum walisaail al-mu'mineen min kulli dhamn. Fastaqfurohu. Inna huwa al-qawwur rahim. Alhamdulillah al jabbar Ghafil al-Dhambi waqabil al-Tubi Shadidu iqab Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah Wuhdahu la shirika lah Wa ashadu anna Muhammadan Abduhu wa rasuluh Qala nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam لَا يقعد قَوْمٌ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا حَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَغَشِيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَنَزْلَتْ عَلِيهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَذَكْرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَ رَوَحُ مُسْلِمٍ The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned an authentic hadith collected in Sahih Muslim. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said that no group of people sits to remember Allah. No group of people sit to remember Allah. إِلَّا حَ except that the angels find that gathering of people and cover them with their wings. And they are encompassed by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sakina And tranquility and peace descends upon them. And Allah brags about them, mentions them with those that are with Him subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning the angels. All of this because of the remembrance of Allah. We want peace in our homes. We want to find out why we're so at war with our spouses. Husband and wife, making it seem as if that is your inter- eternal enemy. Shaitan has turned us into enemies. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Adam, qari ya Adamu, هذا adubun leka wa And remember when we said to Adam, Oh Adam, this one right here is your enemy and the enemy of your wife. And do not allow him to get you kicked out of paradise so you spend eternity in damnation. Don't let him kick you out of paradise. Allah warned him. This is your enemy and the enemy of your wife. And shaitan in many of our homes have turned us against one another, have made husband and wife believe that they are each other's enemies have turned husband, has turned father against his son, has turned daughter against the mother. Shaykh Khan has done a number on our homes. And a lot of times it has to do with the lack of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the home. Another thing that we can do in preparation for Ramadan, dealing with our homes, is to turn our homes into masajid, turn our homes into places of worship, turn our homes into madaris, turn our homes into teaching at institutions as the loss of penawa ta said to Musa and his brother Harun wa ohaina ila Musa wa akhihi an tabaw al qawm kuma bi misran an tabaw al qawm misra bi misran bi yutaw waj'al buytakum qiblan wa aqim us-sanam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said And remember when we revealed to Musa and to his brother Harun That settle you and your people in the city of, uh, in the, the town of Misra, in the town of Egypt And establish homes and make your homes Qibla Make your homes, masajids, places of worship and establish the Salah in those homes and give glad tidings to those who believe. And Jabir ibn Abdullah, who is called, called Rasulullah, who is called, الله called, الله called, or 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 the Prophet ﷺ said that when one of you finishes your salah in the masjid, then make a nasib, give some portion of your prayer to your homes. Some portion of your prayer in the home. He said, for indeed Allah will make any home in which the salah is established, He will make it good, will make it sound, will make it virtuous. And this is of course everything except the maktubah, except the obligatory prayer. As the obligatory prayer should be established in the masjid. أنجابني بن عبد الله رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا دخل الرجل بيته فذكر الله عند الدخوله وعند الطعامه قال الشيطان لا مبيت لكم ولا عشاء وإذا دخل فلم يذكر الله عند الدخوله قال الشيطان أدركتم المبيت وإذا لم يذكر الله عند الطعامه قال أدركتم المبيت والعشار وهو مسلم The Prophet ﷺ said that if any one of you enters into your home and you remember the name of Allah upon entering your home and you remember the name of Allah when the food is put in front of you before you eat, the shaytan turns to the shayateen and says, we have no place to sleep and we have nothing to eat. The shaytan turns to his shayateen, his companions from the shayateen and says we have no place to sleep and nothing to eat. He said, but if you enter into your home and you don't remember the name of Allah upon entering your home, the shaytan says, we found a place to rest for the night. MashaAllah, Tubarak How many unwanted guests are in our homes today? Because when we enter into our homes, we're on our cell phone. Yeah, because you know, putting the key in the door or on the cell phone. MashaAllah, Tubarak Because your conversation is that important. Some of us walked into the masjid on the phone. We didn't know how to stop the conversation in the car. Stop the conversation on the way out. Listen to some Quran on the way to the masjid. Preparing our minds, preparing our hearts, preparing our souls for worship. We get prepared for work the night before. Ironing our clothes. Making sure we set our alarm. Look at how we go after dunya and look how we go after deen. MashaAllah, <laughs> So prepared for dunya, but not prepared for deen. And as Abdullah ibn Mubarak said to an individual, or Hassan al-Basri said to an individual, Al an insanin ya'lam anahu abd, fa idha alima anahu abd, fal ya'lam anahu mowkuf. Ya'ani mowkuf bayna yadayi Allahi jalla wa'ala. Wa idha alima anahu mowkuf, fal ya'lam anahu mas'ool. فَإِذَا عَلِمَ أَنَّهُ مَسْؤُولَ فَلْيَعِدُّ لِكُلِ سُوَالٍ جوابًا. Upon an individual to know that you are nothing more than a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you realize that you are a slave, then you must know that you are going to stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you know you are going to stand, then you must know that you are going to be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you know that you are going to be questioned, then prepare for every question and answer. How do we answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the countless hours that we waste in dunya? Leaving very little time for deen. Some of us are well-to-do financially, well-to-do materialistically, well-to-do familially. You have all of your children, every one of them healthy. You have your wives and your husbands and everyone is healthy doing well. Children in college, you have so much to be thankful for. And to whom much is given, much is required. The Prophet, وسلم, because he was forgiven for his past and future sins, he used to stand all night until his feet would bleed. Aisha asked him, why do you do this when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala She said, Why do you do this when Allah has forgiven you for your past and future sins? Meaning, if Allah has given you all of this, you should do less. He said, No. He said, Aisha, shouldn't I be a grateful servant by doing more? Shouldn't I be a grateful servant by doing more? Look how much time we invest in our spirituality. Knowing that the home of the hereafter, as Allah says in the Quran, a darul al-hayawan.' and the home of the hereafter is the final abode. There is no more home. That's your final destination. And while we know that, we spend very little time building our homes with the bricks of our deeds in this life because we're too busy building our homes with the bricks of our dunya in this life. MashaAllah, Some of us are going to be sad yawm al-qiyamah. Some of us are going to be sad yawm al-qiyamah. Because we're going to look back at all of the time that we've wasted. We will tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That when death comes to one of them they say Oh my Lord send me back Let me do some more good that I forgot to do when I was there Because I was too busy at work I was too busy concerned with my businesses I was too busy concerned with my bank accounts I was too busy concerned traveling here and there Bragging and boasting about what I possessed, that I left very little time for you. Oh Allah, <laughs> send me back. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, say <laughs> It's just a word that comes out of your mouth, no reality to it. There is no going back. The only thing that is waiting for you is the barzakh. The grave until the day that everyone is resurrected. Allahu Akbar. But the shaitan, when we enter into our home and we say, we mention the name of Allah, the shaitan, the shaitin have nowhere to spend the night. Many of us have unwanted guests in our homes right now. Chase those unwanted guests out of your home so you can enjoy Ramadan. Many of us spend our whole Ramadan preparing for Ramadan, which in our colloquial terms would be considered hustling backwards. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Prepare properly for Ramadan, starting now, al-ān, starting now, by getting rid of these unwanted guests in our homes. He said, but if we enter in our home and we don't say the name of Allah, the shaitan says to the shayateen, We found a place to spend the night. And if we begin eating our food and we don't mention the name of Allah, the shaitan said, We found food and we found a place to eat, for a place to rest our head. <coughs> so our homes are saturated with the whispers of shaitan. We wonder why we can't get up for salat." We wonder why we're constantly arguing with our spouses over the smallest little things. We wonder why we can't find this in our home, can't find that in our homes. The shayateen are running rampant in our homes. And the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that one of the ways to chase the shayateen from our homes is to recite the Qur'an in our homes. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the authentic hadith collected in Sahih Muslim, on the authority of Abu Hurairah anhu. قَالَ The Prophet ﷺ said, Do not make your homes graves. For indeed the shaytan flees from a home in which Surah Al-Baqarah is recited in it. He flees from the home in which Surah Al-Baqarah is recited. Shaytan told Abu Hurairah, Inni laka fi fala wala hatta Shaytan told Abu Hurairah in Ramadan that I will teach you something that if you recite ayatul kursi in your home recite ayatul kursi before you go to bed no shaytan will be able to come close to you until you wake up in the morning in another narration, he said that Allah will send to you a Hafiz a protector from the Mala'ika, from the angels that will protect your home into the morning. Brothers and sisters, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your homes. Pray the Nawafu, the supererogatory prayers in your home. Recite Qur'an in your home. And let's change the spiritual decor of our homes in preparation for Ramadan. As the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, <laughs> now, whoever believes in Allah on the last day, then let him honor his guests. Ramadan is only here for 29 to 30 days, short period of time, small window, just a guest that comes and visits us once a year. And as we are in the month of Sha'ban, right now, the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned, that the, uh, he mentioned that there was no other month in which he would fast more days than the month of Sha'ban. Imam Nasa'i in ending the khutbah he said on the authority of Usama ibn Zayd qala qultu ya rasul allah lam araka tusam tusumu shahran min al-shuhur ma tusumu min sha'ban qala nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam dhalika shahrun yughfilu yukfarun nas anhu bayna rajab wa ramadan wa huwa turfa tarfa'u fihi al-a'mal ila rabb al-'alamin fa ana uhibbu an yarfa'a 'amali wa ana that Usab ibn Uzayy asked the Prophet, O Messenger of Allah, I never saw you fast another month from the many months of the year like I see you fasting the month of Sha'ban. The Prophet wasallam, said, Yes, because the month of Sha'ban is the month that most people are negligent of. Because they're looking forward for Ramadan, that they're not making preparation for Ramadan. We're looking for Ramadan, but not making preparation for it. He said that it is a month, Shahrun يَغْفَرُ الْنَعْسَ It is a month that most people are heedless, are negligent of. Between Rajab and Ramadan. He said it is a month in which all of our deeds are taken up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, so I love that when my deeds are taken up to Allah that I'm fasting. I love that when my deeds are taken up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Why I'm fasting. Spend the remaining days of Sha'ban fasting every other day, fasting at least Mondays and Thursdays. Brothers and sisters, and take advantage of this opportunity as we never know whether or not we are even going to reach Ramadan or whether we are going to see another Ramadan. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you beligna Ramadan. We ask Allah to allow us to see, to reach the month of Ramadan. اللهم إن نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتبعلينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نعوذ برضاك من سخطك وبمعافاتك من عكوبتك وبك منك لا نحس ثناء عليك ولو حرصنا before I conclude, brothers and sisters, I wanted to make an announcement that number one, there will be a community meeting held here at the masjid, at Taqwa, on Thursday, May 26th, after Salatul Maghrib. The meeting will be regarding the new masjid project in Egg Harbor Township. Number two, the registration is open for the Islamic school for classes pre-K to third and pre-K to fourth, kindergartens, grade one, grade two, grade three, grade four and five. Please enroll your children now and see the difference in the life of your child. Please donate for iftar fund inshallah ta'ala as we are preparing for the month of Ramadan. Please contact any board member if you would like to sponsor an iftar during Ramadan for donations And ask for a receipt Please pay your zakat to the masjid zakat fund So we continue helping those Who are in need Brothers and sisters Allow the masjid to do its job By us doing our job Paying zakat, enrolling our children In the school, work Hand in hand with the community So that we can see a difference in our Lives, the lives of our children And in the lives of the people that are around us We have a civic duty and responsibility even to the non-Muslims that are out here to feed them, to clothe them. The Prophet said he is not a believer who goes to sleep with his stomach full and not check on his neighbor and see if his neighbor's full. We're not just taking care of our own. We're not just taking care of our own but we're taking care of the community. There was no community activist greater than the Messenger of Allah There was no humanitarian that has ever walked this earth greater than Muhammad sallallahu In Mecca, he had to share his space with the idolaters of Quraysh. In Abyssinia and Ethiopia, he had to share his space with the Kuffar of the Christians. And in Medina, he had to share his space with the Jews of Medina. The Muslims have never had a space only of their own during the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So why do we function independently as a community if it's just about us? How do we expect to give da'wah to these people? How do we expect these people to embrace Islam and see Islam in a different light while we come in and out of the masjid, frequent in the masjid, without a care or concern about our neighbors, the citizens that we share the space with? Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brothers and sisters, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his tawfiq for in the huwaliyyadika waqadirunala kudishay, waqti mussalah.